everyone, and welcome to a very special preview here on Fandwith. We are looking at humankind today. I am here with Dylan. Hey there. And I'm Danielle, just in case you didn't know my voice uh, by now. You haven't listened to enough of these podcasts. Uh, no, and you Humankind are. is a 4X <laughs> strategy game. Dylan, I haven't played one of these in a very long time, probably since Civ 4, a very long time ago. So I'm a little rusty about my 4X strategy games in the Civ mold. Uh, do you want to, like, give me the quick rundown of what Humankind is and how it maybe differentiates itself a little bit from the Civilization model? Yeah. Um, so, like you said, it's basically Civilization. Um, yeah. <laughs> it looks like it. It looks a lot like it. You know, it's the that sort of God's eye view of a map. Uh, you're moving units around. You're building things. You're doing all that kind of cool stuff. And it looks like you're also doing combat in a lot of the same way as a Civ game works. Yeah, yeah. Anyone who's played, you know, Amplitude's previous games, whether that be like Endless Space, uh, Endless Legend, and definitely to a way lesser extent, uh, Endless Dungeon, um, they've kind of like took everything they learned from those three very different games and merged them into one. Yeah. Um, specifically like Endless Legend, because Endless Legend is basically just a high fantasy Civ like game that has more of an appearance of like a board game than it does a, like a sure a realistic sim uh civ game um but yeah. yeah like as a whole you know humankind's just like their attempt to try to do better on that formula because it's been the same for so long yeah um so i guess i'll just start with um i think the two like core features of humankind are uh, evolving your culture over time uh, and cool. the fame system. Nice. So if no, if if you whoever's listening to this has like no clue what it is, basically. Uh, so instead, you just pick your civilization and like that's it. That's that's you. You have those perks the entire game. You're always the Romans. You're always the Egyptians. You're always the whoever you pick. Right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Whereas in humankind, it kind of evolves over time. Uh, so, for example, you know, I can't remember the exact the exact names of it because they used like the proper names for the day and age so like there's no egypt but there's whatever whoever founded egypt um oh okay yeah and like there's the spartans and you know all that stuff but each of them has uh unique units like unique perk um and the, basically the way it works is you know you start the game you choose one of those you know uh cultures to start with and one of the perks will carry with you for the rest of the game and the other one will uh, fade out when you go to the next the next age uh, uh, so basically over time you're kind of like uh, you get to evolve your gameplay like oh early on I want to focus on uh, aggressive expansion and then the next stage you can pivot to doing science um, like uh, add a, a culture to your civilization that gives you bonuses for science huh. um, and lets you focus on those kind of things and that way it's not the exact same play style throughout the entire game like you can just pivot as you want that's pretty cool. So you could be like, I, I want to start out as the Nubians, but I want more of, I don't know, whatever the Babylonians have. And you can mm -hmm. kind of like meld that as you go forward a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and nice. I, you're, you're, the selection changes as the, the years goes on, the years go oh, okay. on. And because um, obviously like you can't, you're not the Germans in like a thousand BC, you know, like, it, doesn't, <laughs> right. it doesn't exist. Yeah. <laughs> gotcha. Um, I mean, I think that's important just because uh, all that kind of plays into the fame system, which is different because there's no like 
there's no in Civ games you have like a science victory, which is like maxing out your science and building something. Um, you know, they have all different types of you know expansionist victory where you take over everybody else, that kind of stuff. Um, and while you can certainly do a lot of those same things in this, uh, the only real victory condition is fame, uh, wow. which you earn um, throughout your entire time playing. Um, I think the interesting thing about that is um, you get it through like various tasks, uh, which have like a three-star system, and they're all predefined at the start uh, of the game. And one of which will uh, give you bonus fame based on which culture is your predominant culture right now. So, for example, if you choose a culture that's steeped in science, then uh, the scientific achievement for that age will give you extra fame. And this is things like uh, get have six city extensions, you know, reach 200 influence, uh, obtain eight technologies, own three territories. Uh, and that's for the base level. And then after you do the base level, it'll challenge you to do a little more and then a little more before you max out. And um, once you have enough stars, whatever, whatever that amount is for uh, that age, then you can progress on to the next age. Although apparently you can uh, opt to not increase your age and focus on getting the maximum amount of fame possible, but then you'll fall behind in other areas. Okay. Yeah. So it's it's for for uh, anyone who's played Civ, it's basically just a more fluid Civ with sure. actual goals instead of just I want to take over the world or I just I want to focus on science. You know, there there are more things to pursue. Yeah, I I kind of like that. That does seem like a pretty I don't know. I I don't play a ton of these games, so correct me if I'm wrong, but it does seem like the genre maybe could use that little bit of extra fluidity or that little bit of extra complication just because at least in my mind one of the biggest kind of cultural criticisms of something like sim uh civ is that it like really is such a broad strokes and like oversimplified and also like narrow view of culture and how you know cultures work and not that this is modeling like every complication of of human society on any level obviously but like the fact is that people learn from each other and get things from each other and maybe get things from each other in terrible ways as well. But at least that little extra layer of, of that complication seems like a good step forward. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It'll definitely give people a bit. Of, it's, a, it's a bit of a change, uh, especially since Civ has not updated their formula in a very long time. Right. <laughs> like, yeah, you maybe since I've played it. I don't know. <laughs> Things really haven't changed that much. You know, like maybe they added yeah. religion or like they added uh, like Civ 6 added, uh, you know, weather and global warming and that kind of stuff. But like, that's not <laughs> the same. The game is still relatively the same, right? Yeah. It's like extra window dressing as opposed to like a core core system that goes through the whole kind of uh, progression of history. Like it sounds like uh, humankind does a little bit more. Hmm. I, I like this line. I, I was reading a little bit about this just because I'm not as familiar. You obviously have had a little bit more time uh, with it. But uh, there's a PC gamer piece that there's like a subheading that's humankind is all about fame because, quote, you can't win history. And it's like, all right, I, I dig that. I sort of dig that like framing of it, even if it's not like a massive revolution in how to do this. It's kind of a cool way of looking at these things. 
Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Oh, and uh, I should probably say that we, our preview build was uh, 60 turns over about two hours. Oh, cool. Um, so we didn't we didn't get it was it was up to the end of the first stage. So we did not get really we didn't really get to play with, you know, combining cultures and that kind of stuff. Gotcha. Gotcha. Who did you pick and how how was it? How did it kind of go? Oh, God, I don't I don't remember the exact name. Uh, I'd have oh, to look it's okay. it up. <laughs> Uh, no, I, I picked a science culture uh, just to you know see how that would work and to experience experiment with the um, the tech tree because you know that every game like this has a tech tree and you know right. um, going up along that way. Honestly, it's really a lot of it's just trying to understand new systems, especially in your first playthrough with sixty turns, um, right. which isn't a lot for a game like this. Um, I think one of the big things that people will uh, struggle to get used to who haven't played Endless Legend is this idea of territories. Mm, okay. Because whereas in Civ, um, you have like land you own within your city limits, which slowly expands over time based on your culture and your population and that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, but in humankind, each of the territories is predefined, right? Which could be anywhere from like, you know, 15, 20, 30 tiles, depending on how big the map is. So there's all this land within the tile, uh, within the yeah the uh, territory, um, and if you want that land, you have to build an outpost, uh, which you can actually build with any unit. It's not like Civ where you need settlers. Um. Okay. And um, so basically, uh, you put together that outpost. It takes some time to build up. Um, and what's really weird is you can either. After it's built up, you can either pay a big amount of gold to convert it to a city, and then that territory is yours. Or you can click another button, which will attach the region back to an existing city that neighbors that territory. So, like, it'll just be one big territory. Um, and, you know, that's the problem with that, according to the developers, is if you do that too much, like, you could just build one giant city as your entire territory. Oh, sure. uh, but the problem with that is it becomes hard to rule, you know, get more unrest, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It's not like a perfect uh, commune. <laughs> no. <laughs> Sounds no. like. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's a lot, there's a lot of like weird systems that that affects too. Cause like um, people who played Civ six are probably familiar with the idea that, uh, that they like unstacked the cities. So there are certain things that need to be built on a tile, a, you know, somewhere within your city's territory. Like, um, like observatories that give you science or whatever. Yeah. So humankind kind of sort of has that and they have, I think they call them exploitations, which is a weird name <laughs> sure. uh, or yeah. extensions. Um, but uh, they're slightly different in that they need to be attached to uh, your city or um, so if you have a resource like salt that needs to have like a special building built on it, you can build you don't need to have that attached to your city. You can build like a, a building that gives you that resources and then you can build anywhere adjacent around it. Um, but if you build, so say, for example, you want to build a farmer's market. Um, that will expand your city's resource territory, but it will only unlock the resources uh, of the corresponding um God, the, the resources of the corresponding resource. Yes, that's it. <laughs> like the adjacent uh, type of resource. So, yeah. Look, so say, for okay. example, I, I have a city um, and there are fields to my north. If I build yeah. the uh, farmer's quarter 
to the north of my city, the three tiles that that unlocks above me, it will only give me the food production from those tiles because I built a farmer's quarter. So if like, if you want the production from those tiles, you're gonna have to build a trades quarter near them. Like you, it's not like Civ where you, where you just get the tile immediately or you just Mm -hmm. get the resources immediately and have people work them or whatever. Um, you kind of have to build you have to pick and choose where you build things because it unlo- it affects all of the adjacent tiles. Yeah. I kind of like that idea. Um, even if maybe that's probably more annoying, that also seems a little bit more puzzle-like and maybe a little more satisfying in that it's not just press button, get thing. It's like, no, you got to think about how to optimize all this stuff. Yeah, there's definitely a lot more to, to think about when it comes to city planning. Um, and I guess I can just kind of just jump based off of that is yeah. um, wonders kind of work with that system as well. Um, oh, cool. So during my playtime, I got to build uh, the pyramids of Giza, I guess. Perfect. And, <laughs> yeah. And it's so Civ has a system where. So, for example, the pyramids have to be built along along a river, right? So you have to in Civ, you'd have to click your city and be like, oh, I want to build it on a river, but if your city doesn't have a river, you're kind of, you can't do it. You have to select another city that has a river. Huh. Okay. Uh, in humankind, uh, you can build it anywhere in any of your territories. Um, so say for example, I go to my capital city and like, I want the pyramids. It'll tell me everywhere in my entire empire that I can build it. Uh, it doesn't need to be adjacent to anything other than like that one thing. So, uh, when I went to place it down, it was like, uh, you know, I could have built it up in the mountains next to a river. I could have built it down, uh, you know, by the beach where like the, the end of the river is. Mm. Um, and instead of so instead of just being like this one city thing, it's like a whole empire wired production. So like after you place where you want it, you like click on the pyramids and then tell it, I want these you know three cities to help produce the, the, the pyramid. And then once it's complete, that becomes basically functionally um for the purposes of building uh, extensions off of it, it becomes like a city. Um, so you can like, I built a pyramid, then I can build a farmer's quarter off of it. I can build a, a trades quarter, you know, like whatever, whatever you want to do. So it's it's weird in that um, because it's territory based, there are ways you can build things throughout your territory that become like mini hubs to further build off of. Oh, nice. That really does sound kind of interesting. I'm like, I, I'm like moving my hands as if I have like a mouse and keyboard and I'm like building little things in my mind. Like this is scratching that itch that's been dormant for a very, very long time for me. Um, especially because it sounds like it, it almost has like these not quite SimCity or uh, City Skylines elements, like not quite that deep, but like that little bit extra of, of the actual territory itself. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely it's it's. Like I said about in this legend, it's kind of board game like. Sure, sure. No. Yeah. Sorry, there's a dog barking. Um, <laughs> there, there usually is one in my house too, so don't worry. Always, always. Um, yeah, yeah, but yeah, I, I don't remember where, where the hell I was going with that. Now, thanks, dog. No. <laughs> it's all the dog's fault. Well, I, I wanted to ask you also. I know there's uh, civics in this, and it's mm-hmm. and it's sort of like a. Not a binary, but like kind of a, a spectrum uh, for mm. those. Are they? How does uh, any of this kind of fit into that? Do you, are you like planning your city with some of these things in mind too, or, or maybe it's just kind of another part of the game? 
It's basically the other part of the game. Okay. Um, So one of the things that Amplitude does with a lot of its other games is like random events where you have to make a choice between one, two or three things. Gotcha. Um, So it's just stuff like I believe in my game, there was a thing where like one of the cities I founded was getting like super fanatical in its religion. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I had to basically choose to either let them keep doing that or uh, tighten down and say, oh, that's not how our religion works or just like or like completely embrace it as my own. And based on how I did that, um, it would affect um, things like, you know, the 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 civics uh, like liberty or authority or like whether I let them basically uh, do what they want or if I, you know, like rule with like an iron fist. It's basically the whole thing like in modern day, it's, you know, communism versus democracy essentially sure Um, sure so they have they have like four different scales there's collectivism uh and individualism which is basically industry versus money um homeland versus world which essentially is isolationism you know whatever uh which affects your stability and your food production sure um and then there's like tradition versus progress you know you want to be a heavily religious society or a heavily uh science based society and we didn't really get to explain with this because uh uh, what's the right word? <laughs> the word, like, the word limitations. The, the the word for uh, democracy, not, not democracy. Uh, the word for two nations dealing with Israel. I don't know what the hell the word is. I'm dr- oh, diplomacy. Diplomacy. Yeah, diplomacy wasn't oh, really in the game. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, but uh, the developers are explaining to us that uh, you know, obviously the system affects your society's production, but the real importance of it is the fact that like. Um, if two civs align closely with these things, uh, your people will not enjoy you fighting them. Oh, it's, the, it's the same. It's the same thing in like the real world where like, you know, democracies aren't supposed to fight each other and, you know, <laughs> communist countries aren't supposed to fight each other. They're supposed to, you know, band together and be, you know, be, be comrades. And, mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's a really, really cool idea. I mean, it, it, Obviously, it doesn't always work out that way in, in real life, but that is like a, another one of these kind of cool touches that sounds like they were kind of thinking about how things work less in a vacuum and more in a complicated, you know, sort of global sensation. Like, I, I really dig that idea of like, no, no, you're, you're like us. Like, you you think like we do. We can't fight. I'm going to be mad about it. Or like your farmers will be mad about it or something like that's kind of that's kind of a neat idea. Yeah, it really does feel like they just basically looked at Civ and like, like how can we make all of these things less binary and less predictable <laughs> yeah where every game plays exactly the same for the most part like every time every yeah. time uh the romans in civ are going to be aggressive expansionists you know like whatever yeah but uh if the ai in this game you know choose different combinations of uh cultures they might things might turn out differently especially with the decisions that they have to make throughout the game yeah that's that's really rad because that, that really has always been my my sort of issue with these types of games. It's like just being too binary or too simplified or too, you know, this will happen this way. <laughs> just be like, no, I, human life is complicated. <laughs> Civilizations are literally complicated. <laughs> um, yeah. That's rad. That's super, super rad. Uh, can you talk about some of the other wonders? I guess I always am like such a such a basic person who's very excited about the wonders in these games oh yeah they i mean they only had like three in our build which was the pyramids gotcha. uh the hanging garden and something else it was all the, like the early the sure, really sure, early sure. civilization stuff yeah um i also got to toy around a bit with 
you know, natural run wonders and finding those, uh, which apparently, uh, so the way it works in Civ is if you discover a natural wonder, you get like a bonus, like bonus yeah. people are extra happy or something. But the way it works in this is it actually contributes towards your fame for finding it, which actually Ooh. makes sense, you know? Yeah. Basically the, the one thing I did like about it, you know, humankind is that everything actually does go into one bar. So everything you do helps. Sure. Um, like finding Mount Everest next to my civilization gave me like 50 uh, fame, which is equivalent to like one basic uh, task that I had. So it's not like a small amount either. Yeah. Um, and yeah, there's, there's no, lots great. of lots yeah. of cool things like that. Yeah, sounds like a lot of good little touches. Uh, did did you get to kind of chat with the devs? Did they like give you any um, like any notes on how they were inspired to kind of not fix Civ, but to give their own spin on like this type of model? I think they 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 did talk a bit about um, how they wanted to do a lot of these things, but they weren't certain how to do it. Sure. And they basically explained that the last ten years of them making games, because I think they've Endless Space One came out like ten years ago at this point. Oh wow, yeah. And you know they've made they made a sequel to that, and they've made the other games. Um, and they were basically saying that this is the game they always wanted to make, but they just didn't know how to make it. And like the vibe I got from it was just that like all these systems, a lot of the systems that they have are borrowed from some of their other games and just built, you know, put together, which basically makes me think that all of it was just a giant test bed leading up yeah. to this, which is probably gonna be their most mainstream title because you know how sure. big Civ is like endless, endless space. Sure. People like space games. Yeah. Uh, endless legend was basically this, but way more, I don't want to say ambitious. It was just out there. Sure. Uh, yeah. As a fantasy title, right? Yeah. Is it weird that they're not calling this endless something? <laughs> like endless Civ, basically. Oh, yeah. I mean, they actually <laughs> talked about that because, like, the whole idea behind the endless thing is that they're all in the same universe. Oh, okay. okay. Uh, which means they all, like, it's not even necessarily that they're, they share everything because, like, one of the civilizations in endless space is, um, the people you play in Endless Legend. Oh. Like in Endless Legend you play as like people who have emerged from a vault usually. There, there's different species, but the in in the vaulters are the species that uh in the lore win and then go to space. Okay. Um so, so there's like, a continuity. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And they didn't want it they didn't want to do all that stuff because like if they wanted to tie it together, you'd have to go to space and they're like they don't want to do they don't want to deal with any of that stuff. They yeah. just want to like focus on more historical things and um, something that people uh would expect from a title like this. Sure. Well, and it and it sounds like they actually really do want to go after people who love Civ and maybe want like a slightly more nuanced type of Civ or that type of game with some of these nice little kind of twists and and turns. And this this seems like it's really going after that vibe for sure. At least again, as a not having played Civ much in the last ten years kind of person. But yeah, uh, yeah, I, um, I'm curious, uh, also just basically, did you get like a good general vibe from this game? I always am a little wary about the politics in 4X games, like just in terms of like what you're implicitly doing is typically like conquering or acquiring and, and, and all that kind of stuff, which is like, it's, it's a game, I get it. Uh, but it's always been like one of those things that kind of can 
twinge the wrong way for me if I'm if I'm playing something and I'm just like, well, I'm I'm a real asshole. Like I'm a real giant mm. asshole conquering all these places and you know doing all of this kind of stuff. Um, I know that's kind of like a, a maybe it's a difficult question to answer having only played sixty rounds. But did you get a sense of like oh there's a lot of kind of thoughtfulness uh, behind some of these mechanics or some of these decisions they made? Yeah, I mean, so. Before I get into that, uh, I guess sure. I should explain that uh, it also has the Endless Legend combat system where so instead of you just click your archers and your archers and they, they roll some dice behind the scenes and damage is dealt out. Um, but what they did for this is um, your units are actual like physical units. So if your two archers uh, come together, uh, you then have to like place them physically on the map and it okay. turns into like this uh What's the best game to compare it to? I don't know, like XCOM tile based, I guess. Um, okay. Okay. Yeah. So if you have a large army of like five different types of troops, you'll have five units that you need to place on the on the map and actually do like a turn turn based. I move this unit here. This unit attacks that unit. This unit goes here. This one's going to go around and flank that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and uh, depending on your approach, it'll uh, affect. Uh, the board essentially so like if you come from like the north uh the enemy will have to uh, place their units to the south if you come from the east they'll have to place it to the west that kind of thing so you can kind of like there's also strategy as far as uh which approach you take to attack them um but as far as like the politics go i mean from i talked to some other uh press who were playing and they said um that it was it as per usual, if you're like super, if you're playing against relatively easy AI, uh, the super aggressive strategy is going to win you most of the time because sure. the AI isn't really smart enough. <laughs> sure. Um, yeah. But, but yeah, I mean, I had a, I had a pretty good time with that. I, I didn't play too aggressive. I didn't, I think I only got into like a few battles. Sure. I mean, so it's there. Um, but it's not like stressed because you don't need to, like, there's no victory types. So there's no reason to be expansionist because. Hmm. Um, as far as I could tell, I mean, I'm, I'm sure you get some fame from taking things over, um, but not even like directly. Right. Because like the task is to own eight territories. You don't necessarily have to conquer people to do that if you're you know, aggressive in your expansion before people get there. Or if you uh, if you explore and end up finding a bunch of islands that nobody's found yet, like you can accomplish that without just slaughtering people. Right. <laughs> like, sure. <laughs> sure. Yeah. The, the kinder, gentler. <laughs> a way of doing 4x right yeah <laughs> yeah that's cool yeah it's just one of those things about this type of game that i'm always like oh shit yeah i never <laughs> feel good like, i never feel good doing it yeah <laughs> it's like oh fuck uh, like if someone if someone wrongs me like yeah sure i'll go to war with you but like i'm never just gonna be like hey you peaceful man <laughs> i'm gonna right? rule you now <laughs> yeah it's it seems a little fucked up it's just it seems a little fucked up sometimes that's cool. For sure. Yeah. Uh, do you have any other kinds of thoughts that you had from playing? Like uh, any any fun stories or any little bits and pieces that uh, you uh, you wanted to share? Um, I'm not. There, there are a lot of parts. There are a lot of systems in the game that we didn't really get to interact with. Sure. Um, like a, like there's uh, this animal system. Like oh. there are there are dens that spawn animals that put animals onto the map. Like, and there are there are bear dens, and there are like 
other peaceful dens like you can hunt these animals i don't know what good it does but you can hunt them like they're on the map they move every turn um there's a whole bunch of uh things that i'm interested to check out you know as as, as time goes on yeah. but um i mean my main takeaways are just like the systems that they showed off are systems that i'm excited to experience because i do think that civ has been doing the same thing for a bit too long yeah um and honestly i've, I've like i'm not afraid to admit that I was a fan of Amplitude games in the past. Yeah, so like, totally. I'm definitely interested to see, you know, like where this ends up going. Although um, it was supposed to come out this year, but thanks to everything going on, they've pushed it to 2021 sometime. Gotcha. Gotcha. That was my next question was if they had a release date or if they had uh, any, any more details on when, when the masses can get their hands on it. Yeah. Yep. Got to wait a little longer. <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. Well, it's cool. I'm, I'm glad it sounds like it's kind of coming along in a, in a really interesting way and that it's doing some of these things with the mechanics, kind of twisting things. I like that idea of fame and I like that idea of like, well, you actually can be pretty peaceful and not just be conquering everything. Uh, and yeah, I also just love that that general idea of like mixing influences in your own sort of uh, civilization and kind of mixing and matching and finding different ways to problem solve and have like a wildly different approach. It's like, of course I like immersive Sims. I would probably dig this sort of thing as well. That's pretty rad. Uh, so yeah, I guess that's, uh, that's our preview for now. Um, are we, uh, I guess, I guess we'll keep kind of watching the game as it comes along. Huh? We'll, we'll keep bugging our, our, our friends at amplitude for, for more as we, as we learn. Yeah. Yeah. Who knows? And we'll see. <laughs> what's next no one knows what's the current <laughs> world right? like who knows i know right it's sort of like and in uh you know in humankind you can create a civilization that's advanced enough to create humankind uh and that yeah. comes out uh at, at some sort of time on maybe, a computer which would be maybe good. we'll see more d3 oh that's canceled uh yeah, maybe pa- pax say. nope that one's also canceled hmm. maybe on pax online I mean, the I like know. 25 day long packs that's gonna be online <laughs> god save us uh, yeah 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 well thank you everybody for listening thank you dylan for letting me know about this it's now on my radar it, it wasn't before this but uh i you know it's been however many years since civ 4 <laughs> maybe it's time i play another one of these <laughs> um so Thanks, everybody, for listening. I guess I'll, I'll, I'll read the usual kind of outro stuff. Uh, it does really help us, if you if you care to, to rate and review our podcast and listen to all of our good stuff at fanbyte.com slash podcasts. And if you, you know, if you felt like throwing us a follow on Twitter, we're Fanbyte Media. We're on Instagram at Fanbyte. We're on TikTok at Fanbyte. Of course, everything we write is on fanbyte.com. And we stream a lot on twitch.tv slash fanbyte. Dylan, where can people find you online? Uh, on Twitter at Skivinton underscore. Awesome. And you can find me, if you feel like it, at Danielle R. Ott on Twitter. Until next time, thank you all, and uh, beware of those bears roving on the map. <laughs> beware the bears. <laughs> 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 <laughs>